Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. You could win some smashing prizes. Plus, there's a veritable volley of in-play markets available too. Talksportbet.com. Big match broadcaster. Bang on bookie. 18 plus terms of this supply. Be gambler.org. Breakfast talk. News talk. Business talk. Talk radio. The next generation of news-based radio. Breakfast with Julia Hartley Brewer. Real talk for real people. Harder. Older. Have a better breakfast with Hartley Brewer. On the app, on your smart speaker, talk radio and talk TV. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 5th of July. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. On talk coming up, the Health Secretary has rejected calls for radical reform of the NHS on its 75th anniversary today, saying the health service can prosper without drastic change. Interesting idea. Meanwhile, uh, pupils in England will miss yet another day of education today as NHS, sorry, NEU teachers go out on strike with another day of strike action planned for Friday. And Boris Johnson's partygate inquisitor, Sir Bernard Jenkins, is facing a police investigation into whether he attended a lockdown busting party himself. There's another investigation as well. Partygate just carries on and on and on, doesn't it? 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. I tell you what, it's nothing like starting a show with a cup of tea being spilt on the middle of your desk. Just you're about to go on. I've got, I've got it all over my glasses. It's everywhere. Uh, great way to start the morning. However, good news, everybody. I don't know what the weather was like across the country, certainly in London. Utterly grim and miserable yesterday. I was back in a coat with boots, an umbrella and a scarf. Today, thankfully, looks like global warming is back. So yay for that. Uh, also delighted to say who's back is Russell Quirk, who joins us once again this morning. This morning, He's a political commentator and a housing expert and, of course, a friend here at Talk TV. Good, Good morning. morning. Can I just say the tea was not my fault? It was you? not. No, it wasn't his fault. No, but just everywhere. Tea everywhere. Uh, anyway, we've all dried out. We've all dried out sort of after yesterday as well. Um, so happy birthday, Russell. It's the NHS's 75th birthday today apparently yeah, yeah it is the anniversary of the setting up of our national health service in 1948 uh, i think in 1948 this was a magnificent wonderful thing for people to get access to care that they needed to keep them alive mm-hmm. um <laughs> to help cure them of illnesses such as they could in 1948 um at free at the point of need absolute wonderful thing um 75 years on um 90% of people, according to a new poll, don't think the health service will improve. Almost 50% say they think it will get worse. I think that almost 50% are, are probably the right people. Um, and it's got the lowest satisfaction ratings ever since the pandemic. Um, and the Prime Minister and the leader of the opposition are going to be attending a religious service in Westminster today. Um, 
I mean, we really do treat the, our healthcare service as if it is a religion. It's don't on we? A, very much on a pedestal. So Rishi Sunak is apparently missing PMQs for this kind of ritual today, this homage to the NHS. Um, Seventy-five years old, though, which to me, no disrespect to those listening that are of a similar age, but is kind of old and decrepit. Some would say. Uh, wow. I, okay. I, I no, but I hello think, to my parents who. Are I'm sorry, but that sums up. That sums up the NHS, in my opinion, uh, and the fact that it has had, you know, no real support, no. Uh, intervention, no innovation for those 75 years. We expect it to run exactly the same now as it did Mm. in terms of how it was formed 75 years ago. I agree it was a great idea at the time, but the world has moved on, as has the population frankly. Well, this is what, we got older a lot of people have got, I hate to say we've got fatter, I haven't, you haven't, a lot of people have got fatter, that is a bit, those those are both big issues but the main thing is people are living an awfully long time and um, healthcare has massively improved in terms of what we can treat and huge huge number of new surgeries, um, treatments, medicines, drugs in particular costing an absolute fortune. Many, many millions more people in the country um, and what a surprise, it costs an awful lot more to run. Um, uh, talking to, you know, people, I mean, Sajid Javid, the former Tory Health Secretary yesterday, he wrote a piece in the Times yesterday and you, talking about how, you know, the NHS basically, we need to have a Royal Commission, again kicks it into the long grass, but yeah. to try and take yes. it out of being the political football that it mm. is currently oh, seven, 24 hours to save the NHS or, or we're going, yeah, we love the NHS, clap, clap Clap, clap, NHS clap, in clap. crisis, which we hear every yes. winter and have done for yeah, about a decade. Yeah, NHS is in crisis in summer now, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether, but we, whether we actually need to actually think of a new, a new way of setting it up. He said people in this country are sicker, they're dying sooner because of the way the NHS is set up. Now we're told, well, it's all terrible. Waiting list seven point four million is because of the pandemic. No, there were massive waiting lists before that point. They have gone sky high since. But the decision to shut down the NHS care to pretty much everything other than COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I keep having people say, oh, doctors and nurses. Will working around the clock. Yeah, more people were drafted into work in A&E and, and to work into in critical care units, people with COVID. However, huge numbers of people in the NHS really weren't working at all. I know people working in A&E who bet you saw like eight people at a weekend, you know, because it was so quiet, um, because people were afraid to go. And we know that people died as a result of that and people are still dying as a result of that. But in most other countries, although they closed down some services for a short period. They did not close down for months and months and months on end. Um, you know, we, we bought up all the private health care available in the country. Didn't use that. It was only about a third of that capacity. We didn't use the Nightingale hospitals and the like. So there was the capacity. There was a decision to basically shut it down. If we'd had any other kind of system, that wouldn't have happened, would it? Because it was the monolithic state of well, the it, it NHS is, that allowed that to happen. And, and I think the word is accountability. So within the NHS, because it's a public body, because it's seen as other people's money, in fact, it's seen as government money, which, of course, there is no such thing. Government money is our money. It's taxpayers' money. It's public money. Because of that, I think it's kind of shielded and enthroned, as you say. It's seen as this kind of untouchable institution that we must not criticise, we must not lament because of the the sanctity of the NHS. And I kind of get that. But I think if we're in a position, therefore, that as a consequence of that, we can't challenge, we can't criticise... We can't, for instance, say, look, when it was founded in the 1940s, uh, it didn't have 48% of its staff in non-clinical roles like it does now. Uh, and, and frankly, for Steve Barclay, honestly, to be saying that it doesn't need root and branch reform. Yeah. That's astonishing to hear from Indeed. a health secretary we, well, should know this, better. This should we're going to talk to the uh, shadow health secretary, uh, Wed Street, who does come on the show. Never seem to get Stephen Barclay on the show. Hmm. Um, and um, and, and, and Wed Street, to be fair to him... He's quite sensible for a Labour he, he is. He, do, he talks a lot of sense. He knows that, he knows that you know, men and women are, are different people, different different bodies and things like that. Um, well, he's called for reform. He, and he has called reform. It's much easier 
easier for anyone in Labour to call reform. Well, we saw we did Tony Blair. There was actually an awful lot of reform. I think one of the problems is we keep having reform, reform, reform. But the only reforms we actually have are over how many, how, you know, how, how much, how much extra pay we give a consultant yes. working in the NHS. So if someone works in the NHS, they get a massive payoff. Yes. They then come back three days later on a different contract, working for a different organisation, getting paid twice as much. I mean, that is part of the problem. Well, and generally the problem, I think, is that we only talk about the NHS in financial terms. So actually, even more generically than that, what we mm. talk about a lot is it just needs more money. Well, yeah. if you don't fix the problems that most of us yeah. realise exist from an organisational and efficiency point of view, you can't just keep piling well, money into something. But it's, also, like giving, it's like giving a kid that's got a drug habit more and yeah. more money to make the problem it, kind of go away. And in, it doesn't go away. International studies are very, very clear. We, we, are not, we are not a particularly badly funded NHS. It, 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 health per service. capita, it's fine. Yeah, but the key thing is, well, the thing I find strange, and yes, you know what, in an emotional time when um, I was actually ill with COVID myself, I did go outside you know, with my daughter and husband when I was well enough to with pots and pans and do a bit of this and then then I you know could care us because people were working on Covid wards and people were very scared and all, all credit to those people but what I do find extraordinary is the way that this is put on a on a pedestal I mean uh, one of my colleagues has just put out a tweet saying the NHS celebrates its 75th anniversary people are talking about it having a birthday it doesn't celebrate is it what are you celebrate? you're not celebrating it just it doesn't exist I do, when are we going okay in 1848 we had a new, uh, new uh, local authorities uh, actually were required to provide clean and healthy water and safe water for people to drink. I mean, that's kept more people alive than the NHS does right now. And you shouldn't have to go on a waiting list to get clean tap water. Yes. I mean, but we don't have a celebration of the sewers. We don't have a celebration of, uh, or, or, you know, of things like that. We don't celebrate, oh, we got a street lighting 75 years ago. There are loads of things. These are public services that we pay for. Every other first world nation and most other middle ranking nations provide similar healthcare. Yeah. There, there are so many people in this country, and mostly it would appear Guardian readers and people working at Sky and the BBC, who seem to be under the illusion that everywhere else in the world you have to be a millionaire. Um, to get your cataracts done. Yeah, and we, we also conflate the NHS as an organisation and an institution with the people. And of course, when you criticise the NHS as an organisation for being inefficient, which it is... I do criticise people. Pe- no, but people then say, well, you're, you're dissing nurses and doctors and porters. No, 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 don't, don't be naive. We're not talking about nurses being responsible for the inefficiency of the NHS. Managers. We're talking about, yeah, the managers. Um, and Amanda the CEOs, Pritchard, the CEOs of NHS Trust. Why aren't they criticised? They're the people that are supposed to be running the thing. There, there was a most thing- of them being paid way more than the Prime Minister. Yeah. There's the a way. thing I read yesterday, the, the very simple and sensible idea, in my opinion, that if you have the money and are willing to pay for additional or faster care in the NHS, that you should be able to do so. I have to know. You see, I feel very... Well, people already do that when they have private health care. Yeah, within very, the NHS. I feel very uncomfortable about this. I, I, really, I really do. I want, I want everyone to get access to the same care. It's just but a it question of whether... it would huge whether, and significant problem Except it's the same volume. people doing the work. Yes. So yeah, but that no, but that's the same as me me going to a doctor and being told, oh, okay, I can see you in four months, or if you could pay me two hundred and fifty quid, I can see you on Wednesday. It's the same doctor. If he was, if I wasn't paying two hundred and fifty quid to see him on a Wednesday, yeah. um, then then he would be seeing someone else who was waiting to see him and wouldn't have to wait four months. But if it provides more money into the NHS well, no, to provide, uh, and also then again back to the word accountability and scrutiny, no, because uh, people. Uh, so, are paying, no, what we need is a social. Uh, we need we need this sort of combined sort of social system where, as we see in most other functioning countries, where you, ha- you have to pay, everyone has to sort of pay if they can afford to, for some level of access to the care, like you pay to see a GP yeah. in France and in, and, in, and in Ireland and other countries. Well, that would prevent wasted um, appointments. Prevent wasted appointments. For, yeah. and, and, and you have, you know, again, 
subsidised for people who are who are really really wouldn't ever be able to afford even a tenner uh, to go to the doctor. Um, and and you and and you need to have a system where people feel like you know they're getting their money's worth because you know forty four percent of every penny of tax that's paid in this country is going on the NHS, and then you can't get an operation. People are going to start wondering why they bother. Yeah, the the answer surely is down to the way that it's run. Um, unfortunately, and look, here's some news, Steve Barclay doesn't run the NHS. Exactly. He's the man responsible for health care policy. But he's not the man with his sleeves rolled up that goes into a hospital and tells it how it should be running operationally on a day-to-day basis. So that is the NHS trust bosses. And I think we've got to accept that whilst the NHS shouldn't necessarily be privatised per se, it does need to be run in a private company type way. I'll say that very slowly and carefully yeah. so that listeners don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Run it like a business so that there's accountability and mm. scrutiny and efficiency and it will run better. But you have to have the right people in there doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, people need to be rewarded for doing well. People need to be punished for doing badly. And again and again and again, we've seen, you know, whether it's like the blood scandal, uh, whether it's, you know, some children, uh, you know, dying in, in, in poor you know, maternity care and like, we just see again and again and again scandal after scandal. The idea that everyone working in the chess is a saint yeah. and everyone every hospital does its best this is this is simply patently provably untrue yes. and the sooner you face up to that and you make sure that people have to learn from best practice and people need to be sacked yeah. they really do um then um then you're not going to get any better um up next we're going to take a break then we're going to mention the small matter of our children yet again not getting any education but no one seems to care about it doesn't make it onto any front pages yet again uh, any you on strike on wednesday and or today and and on Friday. We'll talk about that up next. Look at the front pages as well. This is Talk Breakfast. On the app, on your mobile, Talk Radio and Talk TV. The Sums Holes from £9.50 are back, so there's still time to get away this year without breaking the piggy bank. With a choice of over 160 locations across the UK and Europe, there's a holiday for everyone. Pick up the sum this Saturday to start collecting. Price back. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Based on a minimum of four people.